0: Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. This show is brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, where they speak for cats, which is what this program is all about. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. Whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food called Clean Protein wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I personally can recommend, because it is based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Please show your appreciation that Dr. Elsie's underwrites this show by choosing their products whenever you can. I have asked my friend and colleague, Rachel Geller, Dr. Rachel Geller, to come back on the show, because a friend of mine in East Hampton, wrote to me with a very desperate problem that a friend of hers was having with a cat. And honestly, I couldn't even make my way through the plea for help. Rachel Geller has her very own nonprofit organization called All Cats All the Time. And she has helped people keep their cats and rehome cats, thousands of them over the years, working with shelters and working directly with people, completely gratis, pro bono, and if anyone's awfully happy that they've been, she's been able to solve their problem, she's always happy for them to make a donation to all cats all the time. But the drive behind her work is that cats create problems for people that people have created for the cats, and she helps unravel the problem. Rachel, I'm going to let you explain the problem that I put at your doorstep because I think that when I read this email, it was long and complicated and went off in the weeds, about a cat named Ringo. I found myself feeling critical and frustrated with the woman. And I think one of the beauties of the work you do is that you call the space that you inhabit with all cats all the time, a non-judgmental zone. There's no judgment. There's no criticism. You're there to help. And I'm afraid that if I describe the problem with Ringo, I'm going to sound judgy and cranky. So I would like you to describe what it is that I brought to you as a problem, if you would.
1: Thanks, Tracy. And and it was a very long email, um, you know, all kinds of details and descriptions, and it did take a little bit of time for me, you know, to sort of weed out what were the salient points and what do they need to do to help Ringo. So in a nutshell, the issue was that a there was a woman who had a cat cat named Ringo, and for some reason her sister was setting the cat off. Now, it could have been any type of association. Something might have happened to scare the cat at one time. Perhaps when the sister came to the home, she had a certain smell to her. Whatever it was, we, we weren't really sure what the trigger was. But in terms of my cat behavior advice to solve the problem, I, I wanted to start off with some solutions just to create positive associations between um, first, the cat and the cat's owner getting the cat onto you know, some ways to release this tension and anxiety and then slowly integrate the sister back with the cat. But the main um, problem was this cat becoming aggressive, lunging, and attacking this person's sister whenever the
0: sister came to visit That's a very good nutshell. Believe me, there were so many details about, I don't know, you know, brownies served on a Wednesday. I thought, this is a person asking for help, imposing on other people to have help. And if you're going to do that, folks, if you have a cat problem, and this is more cat issues than dog issues, because people with dog issues look for a trainer who may or may not be good, often not so great, and they may or may not get relief. But with cats, people I've found, and I don't know if you have too, Rachel, they tend to wait until it's a crisis point, a breaking point. It's a last straw moment. And I found this a lot on Cat Chat when it was live on Sirius for years. And people would call in and I'd say, so how long has your cat been peeing in your husband's shoes? And they would say two years. So it, it would. It, I kind of laughed, but I felt terribly sorry for the husband and for the woman. And the cat was obviously had some issues. It was working out with the husband's shoes. In this case... The woman didn't really describe properly, responsibly, rationally, what exactly the issue was and what she was hoping to achieve, but you figured that out. And I would like to say, with great sorrow and frustration and total judginess, that I was able to write to my friend of the friend and say, help is on the way, and Dr. Rachel Geller is offering her services for free, and put the two of you together, and Rachel wrote this really long, very complex, incredibly specific and helpful advice, but the woman had already given the cat away. So don't do that, that okay, folks? Don't be doing that, okay? Don't wait until things are at a crisis point. If your cat is beginning to exhibit behaviors that are unpleasant or uncomfortable for you, you can pretty much guess that they're not that great and fun for the cat either. It's working something out. So now I can say to everybody, reach out to all cats all the time. Rachel does this from the goodness of her heart and the satisfaction, but please don't do it and while you're waiting for the answer, give your cat to R for Southampton Shelter or your neighbor. I mean, the whole point is to keep the cat in the home with the people that it wants to love. So yes. why don't we talk about some of your solutions? Because I think it helps people understand there are step-by-step solutions to almost every cat problem. They exist. It's just that when we're in the thick of it, we're so overwrought. We're so angry at the cat. We're so frustrated. We feel like such a failure and loser ourselves that we need to take a step back. And I think that's really what you do for people in unraveling the, the ball of yarn, if you will, of the problem. So...
1: Yes, and, and to put into perspective, with the length of time these problems may be going on, her email dated back to 2016 when she started describing the problems with the cat. So, you know, we're talking at a pro, uh, about a problem that was that had a very long duration, that was longstanding, and that was not going to be solved overnight. And it was frustrating. I actually put this uh, put this case as a priority because it was clear from reading the email that she was in great distress, she had the instructions the day after I received the email. And just within that very short time period, decided to, to give away her cat. So that was a little frustrating. And so to echo what you're saying, you know, please, you know, when you reach out to me, Give me, give me a little bit of time. Let me get a handle on the problem and, and work with me because I will be with you every step of the way. Yes. So in this case, um, you know, the cat was, the cat was quote unquote attacking and many owners will use that, that type of, of word to describe their cat. You know, he was aggressive. He was hunting the, the sister. He was attacking. Okay. So what do we want to start off with? Well, it is true that cats do need opportunities to hunt and stalk and kill and eat their cats. That's right. So we, we want our cats to do that, right? Just not yes. on another person in the household. Yes, it's healthy and it's necessary. So I started off by teaching her how to play with her cat in a way that would simulate a hunt. And I didn't just say to her, play with a cat in a way that replicates a hunt. <laughs> I actually went step-by-step step how to simulate the hunting sequence, how right down to the details of how to, you know, um, Make the make the prey play dead. How to how to simulate? You know the prey is getting injured. The prey is getting tired. How to have multiple little interim captures during the game? I went in all kinds of details of how to conduct a session that would really um, simulate a hunt, and then how to end the session, how to wind it back down, how to um, provide that cat with the final capture. Um, to simulate, you know, he's a, he is a successful hunter, and then all about giving food at the end of the session, so the cat has that catch and kill. So that's great if you play with your cat, and that's even better if you simulate the hunt. But if you don't provide that food, that feast after the capture, you may be leaving your cat more revved up and more yes. frustrated than when you started. They need that catch and kill. They expect the catch and kill. Um, But they also expect to be able to eat what they caught and killed. So you really need to have that final captured by food. I explained all of this, you know, as you said in detail, how it changes the mindset of your cat, how it creates new positive associations, and took her through the whole thing. And then I went step-by-step, once she gets this down, how to distract and redirect when the sister is there, but also how to slowly incorporate the sister into these interactive play sessions. So, again, you never want to go from zero to 60 when it comes to a cat. So I talked her through, first conduct the sessions with the sister sitting somewhere in the room. Then conduct the the, the, uh, sessions with the sister standing next to you. Then let your sister hold the pole or the wand toy and let her conduct the session, and you stand next to her. So I went slowly through the whole process of acclimating and desensitizing to the cat to the sister and creating new positive associations with the sister as well as the owner.
0: So a lot of responsibility falls back on the owner to undo the damage of a cat that's out of control because the cat, can't really manage to get its own emotions under control. It's living in an unstimulating environment or a frustrating environment where it's not, uh, it doesn't have the opportunity to hunt prey. I mean, if she lived in the middle of the countryside in Iowa, open the door, let the cat go out to the barn and chase some mice, right? I mean, that'd be handy for everybody, but that's not where we live anymore. So I think that there are many cats who don't exhibit this amount of express this amount of frustration to not use, as you said, negative words, pejorative words, but they're feeling it. So I think one of the beauties of what you did for her and why I wanted you to come on and talk about this is that any sort of cat behavior that's worrisome to you, the cat is climbing the drapes, the cat is scratching too much on the sofa, but you feel like you've put out scratchers. The cat is bugging you when you're at the computer and you're just annoyed as opposed to thinking, you know, I need to tucker that cat out. Just like people think they need to tucker out a child or a dog, they don't think about it with a cat. And I I think I'd like you to just start a little bit even more at the beginning of describing, as you did in your letter to Ringo's ex-mother, how you start the wand toy, how you make how you take a wand or a fishing pole toy that then have some sort of a bungee cord or a string on the end of which are a choice of many different things you can put on the end, whether it looks like a worm, whether it looks like some feathers, whether it looks like a little mouse. Could you talk about the fact that people wave it around in the air like it's a, you know, a don't know, a pom-pom instead of doing exactly what you said, make it so realistic. And Feel that you're one with the fishing pole toy. Let's not get too pussy willow, right? But you do have to imagine yourself, the the operator of the puppet in a way. It's like a puppet on a string. You're operating it to seem to simulate a real prey. So talk a exactly. little bit about how you get people to understand the idea of dragging it and making it move quickly and then stop and never have it run at the cat, which is like, wait, game's up. That's ridiculous. And people do that right. they they yes. they fling it yeah. around and then they bonk the cat in the head with it like come on no that's not really people what we're do doing. People do here. that. Yeah.
1: They will dangle the toy like right in the cat's face and that's not very realistic. There is no prey that's going to walk up to the cat and dangle itself yes. or move wildly about in yes, the cat's face exactly. in, into the cat's face. So the whole idea is you want to trigger your cat's prey drive. And the only way you're going to trigger that cat's prey drive, is move the toy like prey. Yes. So real prey is unpredictable. Real prey isn't going to sit there and slowly move (laughs) back and forth or slowly move (laughs) up and down. Real prey is going to alternate fast and slow, high and low. Real prey wants to survive. It's going to scurry behind the furniture. Yes. It's going to jump up somewhere. It's going to run around. Um, Always think about how mimicking about mimicking how prey would act and as you said prey runs away from the cat it doesn't go towards the cat so during the game the prey should always be moving away from the cat and you know again the 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 big thing that the person has to keep in mind is it needs the session needs to be realistic so nothing's going to be you know, predictable and the same pattern over and over again. During the game, the prey uh, will possibly lose its stamina. During the Good point. game, the prey, yeah, is going to play dead. So the prey might stop and move a few times. And, in, and in, in a real hunting session, if the cat were outside, you know, and the prey stops moving, the cat, sometimes the cat will sort of toy with it, you know, bite it yes. a little bit, paw with it, um, and then the prey might try to be very, very still and trick the cat into thinking that it's already dead. And then the cat might sort of look or loosen her grip a little bit and then the prey will jump up and dash away. So you really want to think about all of these movements during the game and have like little mini interim captures during the game, let the cat get it. You know, a big thing I see is so many people think that the whole idea of the game is to keep the toy away from the cat. They never like let the cat get to the toy. But you want the cat to have these little mini interim yes. captures during the game. That's realistic. And not only that, it's those captures that feel really good to a cat. It's those captures that release all those feel good chemicals. It's the captures that are enjoyable for the cat. So during the session, you know, let the cat get the prey a little bit. When he notices that the prey isn't moving, he'll loosen up the grip, and then he can start up the game again. So by letting the cat enjoy these little captures during the game, it makes a huge difference in the session being rewarding and fun and getting all those feel-good chemicals flowing. It's really important. It sounds very, very simple. Let the cat have a few captures during the game. Yeah,
0: and let them capture the toy in the end and then substitute something very delicious, something really, really, really really good, whether it's a wet food dinner or really nice dehydrated pieces of protein that you know the cat loves. That is going to substitute for the animal that it's just yes. captured. And by the way, we've only got another minute left, but this whole event should not ever be more than about five minutes maximum, because that's about how long, if if that long, an actual prey uh, session lasts. You either get the mouse or the salamander, or you don't. It, it yes. doesn't go the on idea, and on. So right.
1: it's the idea, right. The idea isn't to tire the cat out. The idea is to prepare, to provide a a successful, realistic hunting session that ends with that food. Exactly. So you can play with your cat for four hours, but if you don't wind it down and end with the food, the cat's still not going to be satisfied. The cat's still going to be stressed or frustrated or revved up. You need that food at the end to complete that hunt, eat, relax, contentment cycle. That is the key.
0: Dr. Rachel Geller, you are amazing. All Cats All the Time is such an incredible, rare, and unique nonprofit. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping. Ringo's mom, even though she couldn't wait long enough to be helped, but I'm hoping some of the rest of you hear this and will tell your friends and your friends' friends the ways to make your cat and yourself a happy family. Thanks again to Dr. Rachel Geller. Thanks so much for listening. I also want to thank Wonderside, founded by a woman entrepreneur who discovered effective natural ways to repel fleas, ticks, and other pests on her pets and around her home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without the harsh chemicals that can be harmful to your cats, your property, and the planet. This show is also supported by the privately developed Magic Fabric, pet throws that trap hair, dirt, and moisture when cats get up on the furniture bed or your lap. Magic Fabric Pet Throws invite kitty cuddle time without sacrificing your clothes or furniture. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's again for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people.